Hey, everybody, and welcome to podcast number five of the Jio Nation podcast. I am uh, Matthew Gallant, a uh, potential world traveler. <laughs> I have potential energy. It reminds, reminds me of uh, uh, chemistry class when my, uh, when my uh, teacher was teaching me about uh, potential energy. I have a great amount of potential energy, and uh, it looks like that energy is going to be put to use very, very soon. Uh, lots of good news, lots of good updates on the trip. If this is the first time listening to the Jio Travelog, let me tell you a little bit about it. My name is Matthew again. I am a, uh, a businessman uh, living in Ningbo, China, south of Shanghai by a couple of hours, and I am about to embark on a journey. The plan is uh, dubbed the Jio World Tour. Jio means add fuel in Chinese, and it's suitable because I'm adding fuel to my life in the form of travel. Uh, I plan to travel from here in China all the way across the world, around the world, zigzagging along the way for the next five or so years until I hit uh, the United States. Um, I tried uh, unsuccessfully uh, last year. I was on the road for three months on my recumbent trike, which is my vehicle of choice, carrying video gear and things to pr produce videos around the world. Uh, after that three month period, I was hit by a truck, truck destroyed my truck, truck destroyed, uh, my, uh, my momentum. And it sent me, uh, not only to the hospital and surgery, but, uh, having to rebuild from scratch and get all my, uh, my trike and, and trailer and everything again. Now I was going, uh, alone solo journey. And, uh, this time I have uh, had a few false starts. I've tried to get going a number of times, but I've been uh, plagued with some delays that were created by uh, equipment uh, malfunctions, trying to get the trike ready and set up with my German suppliers of, uh, of, of, the, of the trike and some emotional detachments and, and, and attachments with uh, loved ones here in Ningbo as well as uh, friends. Friends comes in in an interesting way. Uh, friends come in in the form of uh, a guy named Ryan. Ryan Freeman is one of the people that inspired me to take this trip in the first place. Um, he was instrumental in showing me that you don't have to be rich and you don't even have to have a plan to uh, enjoy life uh, as a traveler. Um, he and I were supposed to go together on uh, the the tour uh, back in its inception, like three years ago, uh, Ryan and I uh, were two expats here in Ningbo, and we both became inspired by travel, and we created this journey called the Rogue Life Journey, and uh, we were going to ride around the world as rogues. <laughs> rogues traveling around the world, going against the grain, and having a great time about it. Um, unfortunately, and you might learn more about this when Ryan's here. I'm not going to tell this story without him. That fell through, and I ended up going solo and having the accident. Um, now, fast forward to a few months ago, he uh, found out, uh, and obviously my best friend found out I was going to restart the trip. And so he said, Matt, why don't you come to Japan? Because I'm living in Japan. Uh, I was about to climb the mountain Mushitaga, 
And I said, well, after I finish Mushtaga, I will uh, go direct uh, and do the, do the uh, Japan route with you, and I'll ride Japan with, with him. And then that included Korea and all these amazing other places. Um, some, some, some shit went down with him in, uh, in Japan. And I will, again, let him tell that story because it is a very interesting story. But uh, it uh, put him in a circumstance where he could not join the tour. He couldn't do almost anything. <laughs> it's a very interesting story. I w- again, we'll save it for his, uh, for his joining in. Uh, but, uh, so I went back and forth having him joining and then it seemed like he wasn't going to be able to. And then it seemed like he was, and he approached me and he said, Matt, I'd really like to do this with you. I don't know how long it'll be. I don't know if I'll do the whole thing with you, but I want to start and I want to see if, uh, if we can do this together and, uh, having somebody, at your side to protect you or just to have a partner with you is a great thing. And me and Ryan travel really well together. We've already done some backpacking trips, so we know that works. So I set loose trying to get him a uh, visa. Uh, In order to get to a a few countries, you need a visa. I'm not talking about a visa MasterCard. I'm not talking about a credit card. And it's funny, I say that probably many people, and especially people who listen to this already are are travelers. They, They... they are like, what are you talking about? Well, when I grew up in Detroit, I didn't have a passport until I was in my uh, early 20s, I think. And I didn't have uh, a real idea of what was necessary to go to other countries. I, hell, if I wanted to go to Canada, I just drove across. Uh, if we wanted to go to Hawaii or different places in the United States, we didn't need anything. But uh, as I started to grow uh, and travel, I learned that you need these things called visas that go in addition to your passport to allow you into certain countries. Different countries have different, different visa regulations. China is somewhat stringent. They don't want people just walking into China and, and ruffling feathers or spreading discontent in any way or uh, going against the grain. So they want to make sure that everybody coming into this country uh, jumps through some hoops. And uh, I'm very experienced in jumping through the the Chinese hoops, and I have been for uh, the last six years. And uh, so has Ryan. Um, One of the things that helps out a lot is to have somebody with relationships here. Uh, If you don't have relationships, in China they call uh, the power of a relationship, they use a word, it's called guanxi. Guanxi, uh, the more guanxi that you have, the more people you can pull strings with, the more easily you can get things done. Ryan doesn't have a lot of that, uh, but I do. I have some people, Annie is a big example of that, that has a lot of guanxi and pull. So uh, when Ryan said that he'd like to do this trip with me, um, then I started to try to pull strings to get him a visa. Well, it took a long time. I don't know if it took an extra long time because some bureaucracy of what happened with him in Japan or uh, just the holiday, which we've had some Chinese holidays, or what. But yesterday, we got the visa. What does that mean? It means that wheels have been set in motion. I wasn't really wanting to move too much on Ryan going along in this trip if I wasn't sure that he was going to be able to come to China and start this trip with me. 
that included getting him set up with a, a, a mode of transportation, which he wants to ride a trike. And uh, it's kind of interesting. Trident trikes, which are made in the United States, have... I don't know if it's a distributor, but it's somebody with some inventory of trikes that are here in uh, Shanghai, which is very close to here. And so that is awesome. He's He wants to ride a trike as well. As a matter of fact, Ryan is the guy that originally inspired me to ride the trike in the first place. So um, that is uh, that is great that we're going to be able to set him up with a trike. So... Um, I uh, immediately got the visa and had the visa office send him the visa and the passport. Uh, It should arrive, I think, tomorrow um, or even today in the United States. Right now it is Wednesday, the 28th of October at 5.30 p.m. And Ryan's in L.A., so it's going to be his morning in about five hours. He'll be waking up. Um, So... Maybe more than that. Yeah, I think more than that. Uh, the time in L.A. Let me let me see this. I'm I'm always stupid with times around the world. I know Detroit is 12 hours different, but Los Angeles, it's 2.28 a.m. So he's probably going to wake up around 9. And deliveries won't come for a while. So maybe about 10 hours, you'll know if uh, if his visa has arrived. But I, uh, I don't think it will have arrived yet. I think it's going to need another day. Anyways, he is... Uh, he also has been on pins and needles waiting for the visa to clear as well. So we've both been kind of in stasis waiting to know uh, if he couldn't get his visa, if there was no possibility, if he got rejected uh, from China for some reason, then I would have left almost immediately and I could kind of say, okay, well, maybe we'll meet somewhere in the world. But Ryan's life is on pause as well. Uh, without starting the trip with me, I would take me a few months to get out of China, and he can't just hang around and do nothing. Uh, he's a teacher. He uh, does a lot of acting, and he did not want to get embroiled in a contract or a project and then have to bail on it, which is, uh, you know, a, a righteous a righteous uh, mantra. So um, now that he knows he can come, uh, uh, hindsight, if if he didn't get it, then he would probably immediately look for a job and he probably would not join the tour. So this is big news. The visa came in. I called him immediately. I said, it's on. (laughs) It's go time. And uh, so he's going to wait for the visa to arrive in the mail and immediately buy a ticket to come here. Uh, This is really great. It uh, really uh, creates uh, opportunities for him to prepare, for me to prepare, for the wheels to really set in motion to get uh, back on the road again. So I'm really, I'm very excited that Ryan now has uh, become a real viable uh, candidate for joining me on the tour. Viable candidate, uh, stupid wording. He is going to join me on this tour for X number of days. So the, the, clock now is starting to run down and seriously run down uh, because uh, now this 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 is a reality for for me and him so uh, now I'm I'm getting s- sort of nostalgic again I had you know I had left Ningbo once already and now I'm gonna have to do it again and I'm looking at my computer and my fish tank and my office and all of these things and and it's it's very uh, surreal. 
and uh, real. Surreal and real. Reality is setting in, you know. So um, I'm trying to close up some loops. Still working on that Jio travelogue. It's, it's been plaguing me. You know, when I do my travelogues on the road and I go to a city and I pull out my camera and I record and then I get back on the road, those are pretty easy to put together. The storyline flows and, and it's kind of like compacted within a day or two. But if I'm trying to tell the story of the gap in time between the accident uh, where I was hit by the truck and the reality of restarting the trip and getting started again. So there's a lot of stuff and I'm p- trying to pull in backstories and, and things from the past and, and try and work it all in so that, uh, somebody can watch this, which will be like episode number 41, but season number two and kind of start from this point and see, you know, where I've been, what I've been doing and kind of can start from there. I'm not going to talk about Ryan in this next Jio travelogue. Um, the travelogue is going to focus on what happened since the accident and up until now. Um, he's going to join on in the next travelogue, which will be an introduction to Ryan and his inclusion in the trip. So uh, I've got a lot of work to do, and I want to make sure that that travelogue, uh, the, the one I'm working on now, is finished before he gets here. And he'll be here real soon. So that's big news. That's really exciting, and uh, I'm really excited, and he's really excited. And uh, Ryan is an interesting fella. He uh, he's um, he likes uh, he's kind of a free spirit, and he enjoys video and uh, photography, and he likes to ride the trike. And a lot of things are similar between me and him, but a lot of things are different. Uh, and uh, so far, things have gelled really well between us because our differences kind of play off each other. And um, he's an extremely uh, physical person. He likes uh, exercise and fitness. And uh, I will sit in front of a computer for <laughs> forever and uh, and work, you know, like on these videos or whatever. And sometimes I need somebody that'll be like, you know what, you need to pull away from that computer. You need to experience a little bit more of what you're doing because it is so amazing and so interesting. So um, he's kind of maybe that reality check that I might need on the road. Um, and he'll get me out doing things. And uh, instead of, you know, instead of sitting in front of the computer, sometimes uh, physicality breeds uh inspiration, you know, so, so I might get myself caught on a blank page staring at the screen for an hour when what I really needed to do was go out and have for, have a run and get, become inspired because a lot of times the inspiration comes from unique places in order to do a video or be creative in some way. So, uh, so that will be cool to have that kind of lag. And for me, um, I'm extremely organized. You know, I'm the guy that has the plan and uh, his free spirit and my plan combine to uh, to form uh, a pretty good symbiosis. Um, there are issues, just like there's any issues with friendships, and I hope that we can get through it and have an amazing time. But uh, either way, it's going to be a wonderful um you know, it's a wonderful path, wonderful road. So when are we going to go? I don't know. Uh, he's going to get here 
hopefully before Halloween, but I'm not sure if he'll be able to get it uh, before then. Uh, we got to get him his trike. He's probably going to spend a week in Ningbo, and then we will head out. So it still fits within my first week of November, but I'm looking at the end of that first week, if not uh, at the beginning of the next. Um, I'll keep you guys informed, as uh, as I always have. It's kind of funny. I'm, um, you know, being an expat in uh, in China, you get weird opportunities. Sometimes I'll I'll get a modeling job, or I'll have a TV company come and do an interview about me. Not about the trip, just just the plain fact that I'm a foreigner living in China. Um, now I'm getting ready to go, so my time is very limited. But a friend of mine, Randy, uh, tell you a little bit about Randy. Randy is a great guy. He's been my friend for since I can remember being in China, even longer than Ryan. And uh, he has been in China. I think he was in China nine years when I met him. So he's been in China for 15 plus and uh, made a really great life for himself here. He does he does trading, import, export. And uh, we got uh, became friends based on our business. And uh, that bred into just uh, general friendship. Um he uh, he subsequently bought a magazine called the Ningbo Focus. I used to produce the travel the 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 travel show called the Ningbo Focus Show for the previous previous owner of the magazine, who kind of screwed me, really screwed me. That's a story for another podcast. But uh, now Randy owns it, and he's getting connected. When you own a, a foreign like a bilingual magazine in China or in Ningbo in particular you become somewhat of a resource for the political end of uh, the government. So Ningbo's uh, Pula, not Pula Bureau, but promotional bureau and things were contacting him and said that they wanted to do a documentary about foreigners living in Ningbo. And he said, oh, you should do something about Matt. And they tried to connect with me. And so um, through their Chinese translator, they called me the other day and, and said, uh, would you be interested? I says, I'm busy. As long as you can work around my schedule, well, that's okay, you know. Um, and they said, uh, I said, here's my website, jayo.com. I gave them my website. My website is jayoe.com. You can see my trip there. You can see links to all my videos. Uh, all my stuff is there. And uh, I gave them that link. It said, hey, you know, I'm not your typical expat. I'm doing some kind of interesting things here. You might want to study the backstory of what, what I'm doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we did that over uh, the last couple of days. And they said, why don't I'd like to come to the office and, and meet you come to come to here where I'm sitting in my office in Ingbo. And so they came in. Now, I knew that they were going to be arriving around uh, three o'clock. So um, <laughs> I, uh, I cleaned up the office. And I started to think, okay, these people are going to want to do a documentary about a foreigner. They're going to want to know what he's about, what he's doing. And whatever's the most interesting aspects of this foreigner's life, they're going to want to incorporate into a uh, documentary. Now, I told them about the tour. I told them I was traveling around the world, but they hadn't seen the trike yet. So uh, I have an interesting layout in my office and in in the entry area, uh, there's a large area where my trike sits. So I cleaned up the trike. I set it up. I lit it up, you know, and I turned it on an angle so that it was very photogenic. It was obvious when you walked in that there was this weird contraption. If you 
don't know what I'm writing around the world, you definitely need to visit uh, jayoe.com and see because it is a very unique form of transportation. And it it catches the eye. I know this because I rode for months uh, through China and I I had people literally stopping on the highway to take a picture of me in the middle of traffic on like a busy highway. It it definitely appeals. On top of that, um, I have a nice office in China. I have a, a big computer where I'm doing video editing. And I, you know, I was sort of showing off a little bit. I had some video projects up on the computer so that they could see what I was working on. I also have a really interesting fish tank, uh, reef, uh, saltwater fish tank. If you're interested in seeing my fish tank, you can go to my video series, Matt's Reef Tank on, uh, on YouTube. Just type in Matt apostrophe S reef tank. That's Matt with two T two T's and uh, you'll see my fish tank, a little video series I made about it, which subsequently is probably one of the most viewed videos I've ever produced. I've traveled around the world on a trike and my most uh, viewed video is, is my reef tank in my office. (laughs) Go figure. So I, I kind of, I tried to think in the mind of a documentary filmmaker uh, because they're very visual and they, and they pick up cues based on where, um, you know, based on their surroundings, if they're interviewing a person, you've got to keep your eyes open because you're going to learn about that person as you walk into that person's life. And you've got to be open to it because that's the sign of a good, good documentary filmmaker. Another thing I'm working on is that there's a Halloween party coming up. And Randy, uh, who I aforementioned, he is hosting a uh, Halloween uh, gathering, like a big party costume ball. And uh, I'm in the he asked me if I'd like to host with him co-host. And I said, that would be great. So right now, I think I'm going to be a demon, like a really cool looking. He he hired a uh, uh, makeup artist. And so I'm going to try to get some blackout or whiteout uh, um, contacts, color contacts and and paint my face black and or red and white, kind of like uh, Darth Maul from uh, from uh, Star Wars. It's going to be pretty badass. So I have that as well. You know, I'm just trying to think of interesting stories that they can kind of use as a backdrop to this person's life in, in Ningbo. Um, so they came and uh, it was the director, the executive producer, or the producer, not the executive producer, the producer, the director, and a translator. And they walked in and uh, approached my desk. No comment about the trike, which they actually had to walk around in order to get to to the to my desk, which was I I was a bit astounded because uh, if I was a filmmaker doing a video about a local and I walked in and saw these kind of elements, I would be like, wow, we need to we need to delve into this topic or we need to kind of we need to do the expose or documentary about this so they come down they sit down and i shake their hands and and they and they look at me with this kind of glassy look in their eyes and i've got my computer screen open on my desk and the screens are facing them as well as me my my kind of open floor plan in my office and they're looking at anything but the key elements. They're just kind of staring off into the distance. And you'll find that a lot in China. They're very smart people, but 
they're not very creative in a lot of aspects. And sometimes they just don't, they just can't think creatively. Like you got to feed them. You have to spoon feed the ideas or, or any sort of thing to them. So I'm sitting at my desk and, and they're, they're just kind of staring. So, um, they, they're, they're like almost their first question was, uh, is there anything special about you that we can do this documentary about? <laughs> nope, nothing. I, I can't think of a single thing. So I says, well, I'm riding a bicycle around the world. I gave you the website, right? Oh, yeah, we haven't looked at it yet. Uh, I says, well, you know, you're coming to meet me. You should probably do a little backstory, but I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. So we went and talked a little bit, and they said, are you doing anything interesting in the next few days? I says, well, I'm starting my trip around the world next week. I, I told you this three times. Oh, oh. Can, can we do an interview uh, in your desk, at your desk, and then take pictures of you working at your desk? And I says, well, yeah, but... You saw that amazing contraption out there. Don't you want to take that on the road or see what my life is like as I take it? All these things. But I'm not about to like, I'm a busy guy, you know, so I'm, I, I, I don't want to f- give them the idea, but golly, you know, there's so much that, that, that you can go on here and, and you want to do an interview of, of me sitting at my desk. It seemed extremely anticlimactic, not even something I would even really want to share you know, like, 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 I don't even want to watch that. <laughs> I wouldn't even want to watch me doing an interview at my desk. You know, a foreigner in China is businessman. He is, uh, uh, living here six years and we talked to him about his desk. <laughs> uh, he has a weird looking bike. He's traveling around the world. Um, he's about to do a Halloween party, but he loves his, his desk is lovely. <laughs> Anyways, I uh, I kind of said, well, they're like, are you doing anything? In a f- can we interview you this weekend? And I said, listen, I, I'm busy. I'm getting ready to travel around the world. I feed it to him again. You know, give this is an amazing opportunity. Not a lot of people do this. And I'm sure that that would make a much better story than me sitting at my desk. But I said, I'm, I'm busy. Um, this weekend, I have a Halloween party I'm hosting. And they just kind of like, stared at each other blankly. And I had a picture of a demon face design that I was planning on getting done. So I I like, do you guys really need me to feed this to you? So I turned it around and I faced it to them with a guy with blacked out eyes and crazy makeup. And I says, I'm going to be doing this, this. And they said, oh, oh. And then they start discussing in Chinese amongst themselves and Annie is funny. She's sitting at the desk. She faces me, but from across the office and I just kind of meet her eyes and I'm like, what is, what is this? What is, <laughs> this is going to be a horrible documentary. These people aren't even, you know, aren't even biting on the creative elements. And so, um, they, they talk back and forth and they're like, um, we want to do interview at your desk. They said again, I says, well, listen, I don't have time to dedicate to a whole day of you wanting to interview me at my desk on video. I says, if you want to, it might be interesting to follow me to the Halloween party and then kind of discuss the Halloween 
party and the foreigner doing a Halloween party, dressing up in, 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 in that costume and, and, and hosting this event for other foreigners and Chinese in the city. I says, there's your story. And they discuss it. Can we interview you at your desk before? <laughs> I says, Real, listen, if it's super critical that you want to interview me at my desk, then you come here just before I go to the party. And then afterwards, we can go to the party, but you can't bother me at the party. Once I get to the party, I'm in party mode, and I've got more important things to do than deliver you your documentary and and feed this thing to you. Okay. No mention of the world tour. No mention of the trike. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Not even pulling elements around the office or anything that I had kind of like laid out as as potential topics of discussion. And so she, it ended shortly thereafter and they walked out and this is a director. The director is the type of person that tells people, he directs, right? He directs the, the camera people. He directs um, where the shot's going to be, how the shot's going to develop. And then the producer who has the overall inspiration for the story and they walk right past my trike. The only trike of its kind in the world and the only trike in Zhejiang province, most likely, and probably of a handful of trikes in all, the continent, all, in all of China. I thought it would send instant alarms off to be like, this is something that we should tell a story about. This guy is doing something unique. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. But I didn't want to spoon feed it. And I'll tell you one of the reasons. I am living a very interesting life here, and uh, it's complicated, and it involves a lot with my relationship with Annie. You know, um, Annie is uh, wonderful. She's my girlfriend. She's been my business partner for a long time, uh, and and a friend, and she loves me like the Dickens and I love her too. Uh, but I also want to do this trip around the world. I'll get into more of the details there, but let me just preface this with preface this with the fact that in China, there is not a lot of dating. There is not a lot of monogamous relationships. Uh, no, no, no. There is monogamous. There, there is, there is no like, um, uh, I'm, let me backtrack. It is about getting married. It is about settling down and having kids. It's all about that in China. Uh, once you get past 30, the, the, the time of play is over, and it's time to get down to the business, the business of having a family. And I've always been honest in my opinions on, on relationships and the fact that I'm not a normal guy with, with regards to the fact that I want to settle down and I want to have kids. I want to explore the world. It's my mission. It's what I've been wrapping myself in like a quilt, the desire to spread the joy of travel, the, to do my videos, to explore the world and do it uh, on my own as much as I can as far as, uh, as far as relationship status goes. And I've been very honest with her from the beginning, you know, but for her, it's very difficult because she's hiding this. She, her whole family knows me. And she's been trying to hide the fact that I'm eventually going to leave from her family. And it's very difficult. And, uh, and 
it's difficult for me too, you know, because I, I want to tell people about the trip, but I don't want to put her in a position where it's difficult for her. And I'm trying to let her uh, come to terms with this on her, in her own time. There's a lot of other uh, factors here, and I don't want to get, them in, get into them because it is personal. Uh, I will in the future, but uh, there are some things in play here that I don't want to really talk about quite yet. But let's just say they come, them coming in and not really biting on the fact that I'm going to be traveling around the world. This is a Chinese television show that wants to do an expose documentary about me in Ningbo. And I kind of let them be ignorant to that fact, which I wasn't going to push them into that realm of, hey, we should really do a story about me leaving and doing this trike trip because it would just put undue pressure on her. And and if they weren't really biting on the idea, I wasn't going to feed it to them. I just found it amazing that they didn't even bite on this on the topic. It was like... <laughs> like, like, uh, just right over their heads. Anyways, they're going to do a documentary about a guy that's about to ride around the world on a trike and uh, film documentaries around the world and do all these traveling things and climb Mount Everest. But the documentary is going to be about a Halloween party. <laughs> just about a Halloween party. And, the, and it'll be cool. It'll be fun. Anyways, um, I'm hoping that Ryan can get here for the Halloween party because uh, he loves Halloween. The guy loves to dress up, and uh, that would be a fun start to uh, our reunion as we get ready to take this trip again together. So there you go. Uh, let's see what time we're at. 34 minutes. So there you go. Um, he is uh, He's coming. He's coming. He's excited, too, and he's trying to put some pieces together and, and, and close up his life in L.A. I'm interested to see how... He's coping with uh, severing ties again because he's been to Japan and and originally China, then L.A., then Japan for a year. And, and he's been uh, managing relationships there, too. So um, but soon he'll be here and soon we'll be on the road. It uh, it was a little chilly today, not chilly enough for me to really start worrying, but uh, it's not going to get any warmer. <laughs> That's a fact. So I'm going to leave this at that and then continue my work on my videos, but I did want to supply a little bit of a uh, uh, update. Um, if you're interested in following me or Ryan in the future as we travel around the world, you can go to my Facebook page. That is, uh, go to Facebook and type in Jayo Life. That's J-A-Y-O-E-L-I-F-E, all one word, all one phrase into the top search bar in, in, uh, in Facebook. It'll come up. You can go to uh, uh, YouTube to see my videos directly on YouTube. Uh, just search for J-A-Y-O-E or Jayo Travelog, and that will pop up there. If you'd like to see my old uh, TV show, The Ningbo Focus Show, you can do that as well. N-I-N-G-B-O-F-O-C-U-S, two words on uh, YouTube. You can see that too. And then if you just want to see the, the meat of the trip and see the heart of everything, it's on my uh, website, jayo.com, J-A-Y-O-E.com. Um, if you guys would like to know anything, if you have any suggestions, if you uh, want to hear uh, any specifics about the trip or tour, let me know, because this is a 
This is an animal that I have free reign over as far as this podcast goes. It's, it's great to have a vehicle that is a little bit more long form. It's a little bit more uh, detailed. I can get into technical things, and you guys can just turn it off and listen to the next one. I can get into personal things, and you can tune in or wait for the next technical one. It's it's really um, a uh, it's an onion, you know, and and uh, the podcast can peel the layers back, and uh, and so so I can really delve in. The videos are great, but they're dramatic and they're uh, somewhat pointed to a certain place or a thing. And uh, the podcast can talk about literally anything. And it can get in the nitty-gritty and it can go as long as I want it to go. So um, I hope it doesn't go too long for your ears to, to start bleeding. <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening, and I'll keep them coming. Ciao, y'all.